Chapter 2, verses 39 through 50. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 1, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 39 through 41. When they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned into Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and waxed strong in the spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. Bede. Luke has admitted in this place that he knew to have been sufficiently set forth by Matthew, that the Lord after this, for fear that he should be discovered and put to death by Herod, was carried by his parents into Egypt. And at Herod's death, having at length returned to Galilee, came to dwell in his own city, Nazareth. For the evangelists individually are wont to omit certain things, which they either know have been, or in the spirit foresee will be, related by others, so that, in the connected chain of their narrative, they seem, as it were, to have omitted nothing, whereas by examining the writings of the other evangelist, the careful reader may discover the places where the omissions have been. Thus, after omitting many things, Luke says, and when they had accomplished all things, etc. Theophylact. Bethlehem was indeed their city, their parental city, Nazareth the place of their abode. Augustine, perhaps it may strike you as strange that Matthew should say that his parents went with the young child into Galilee because they were unwilling to go to Judea for fear of Archelaus when they seemed to have gone into Galilee, rather because their city was Nazareth in Galilee, as Luke in this place explains it. But we must consider that when the angel said in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, Arise, take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, it was at first understood by Joseph as a command to go into Judea. For so at first sight the land of Israel might have been taken to mean. But when afterwards he finds that Herod's son Archelaus was king, he was unwilling to be exposed to that danger, seeing the land of Israel might also be understood to include Galilee as a part of it, for there also the people of Israel dwelt. Greek Expositor Or again, Luke is here describing the time before the descent to Egypt, for before her purification, Joseph had not taken Mary there. But before they went down into Egypt, they were not told by God to go to Nazareth, but as living more freely in their own country, thither of their own accord they went. For since the going up to Bethlehem was for no other reason but the taxing, when that was accomplished, they go down to Nazareth. Theophylact, now our Lord might have come forth from the womb in the stature of mature age, but this would seem like something imaginary. Therefore his growth is gradual, as it follows, and the child grew and waxed strong. Bede, we must observe the distinction of words, that the Lord Jesus Christ, in that he was a child, that is, had put on the condition of human weakness, was daily growing and being strengthened. Athanasius. But if, as some say, the flesh was changed into a divine nature, how did it derive growth? For to attribute growth to an uncreated substance is impious. Cyril. Rightly with the growth in age, St. Luke has united increase in wisdom, as he says, and he was strengthened, i.e. in spirit. For in proportion to the measure of bodily growth, the divine nature developed its own wisdom. 
Theophylact, for if while yet a little child he had displayed his wisdom, he would have seemed a miracle, but together with the advance of age, he gradually showed himself, so as to fill the whole world. For not as receiving wisdom is he said to be strengthened in spirit, for that which is most perfect in the beginning, how can that become any more perfect? Hence it follows, filled with wisdom and the grace of God was in him. Bede, wisdom truly, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But grace, because it was in great grace given to the man Christ Jesus, that from the time he began to be man, he should be perfect man and perfect God. But much rather because he was the word of God, and God needed not to be strengthened, nor was he in a state of growth. But while he was yet a little child, he had the grace of God, that as in him all things were wonderful, his childhood also might be wonderful, so as to be filled with the wisdom of God. It follows, and his parents went every year to Jerusalem, at the feast of the Passover. Chrysostom, at the feast of the Hebrews, the law commanded men not only to observe the time, but the place, and so the Lord's parents wished to celebrate the feast of the Passover only at Jerusalem. Augustine, but it may be asked, how did his parents go up all the years of Christ's childhood to Jerusalem, if they were prevented from going there by fear of Archelaus? This question might be easily answered, even had someone of the evangelists mentioned how long Archelaus reigned. For it were possible that on the feast day, amid so great a crowd, they might secretly come, and soon return again, at the same time that they feared to remain there on other days, so as neither to be wanting in religious duties by neglecting the feast, nor leave themselves open to detection by a constant abode there. But now, since all have been silent as to the length of Archelaus's reign, it is plain that when Luke says they were accustomed to go up every year to Jerusalem, we are to understand that to have been when Archelaus was no longer feared. Verses 42 through 50. And when he was twelve years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew it not. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintances. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Wist ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake unto them. Cyril, the evangelist having said before that the child grew and waxed strong, verifies his own words when he relates that Jesus with the Holy Virgin went up to Jerusalem, as it is said, and when he was twelve years old, etc. Greek Expositor, his indication of wisdom did not exceed the measure of his age, but at the time that with us the powers of discernment are generally perfected, the wisdom of Christ shows itself. Ambrose, or the twelfth year, was the commencement of our Lord's disputation 
with the doctors, for this was the number of the evangelists necessary to preach the faith. Bede. We may also say that as by the seventh number, so also by the twelfth, which consists of the parts of the seven multiplied alternately by one another. The universality and perfection of either things or times is signified, and therefore rightly from the number twelve the glory of Christ takes its beginnings, being that by which all places and times are to be filled. Bede. Now that the Lord came up every year to Jerusalem at the Passover, betokes his humility as a man, for it is man's duty to meet together to offer sacrifices to God, and to conciliate him with prayers. Accordingly, the Lord as man did among men what God by angels commanded men to do. Hence it is said, according to the custom of the feast day. Let us follow then the journey of his mortal life, if we delight to behold the glory of his divine nature. Greek Expositor The feast having been celebrated, while the rest returned, Jesus secretly tarried behind. As it follows, and when they had fulfilled the days, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and his parents knew not of it. It is said when the days were accomplished, because the feast lasted seven days, but the reason of his tearing behind in secret was that his parents might not be an hindrance to his carrying on the discussion with the lawyers, or perhaps to avoid appearing to despise his parents by not obeying their commands. He remains, therefore, secretly, that he might neither be kept away nor be disobedient. Origin. But we must not wonder that they are called his parents, seeing the one from her childbirth, the other from his knowledge of it, deserve the names of father and mother. Bede. But someone will ask how it is that the Son of God, brought up by his parents with such care, could be left behind from forgetfulness to which it is answered that the custom of the children of Israel, while assembling at Jerusalem on the feast days, or returning to their homes, was for the woman and men to go separately, and the infants or children to go with either parent indiscriminately. And so both Mary and Joseph each thought in turn that the child Jesus, whom they saw not with them, was returning with the other parent. Hence it follows, but they supposing him to have been in the company, etc. Origin. But as when the Jews plotted against him, he escaped from the midst of them and was not seen, so now it seems that the child Jesus remained, and his parents knew not where he was. As it follows, and not finding him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking for him. Gloss. And they were on their way home, one day's journey from Jerusalem. On the second day, they seek for him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance, and when they found him not, they returned on the third day to Jerusalem, and there they found him. As it follows, and it came to pass, after three days they found him. Origin, he is not found as soon as sought for, for Jesus was not among his kinsfolk and relations, among those who are joined to him in the flesh, nor in the company of the multitude can he be found. Learn where those who seek him find him, not everywhere, but in the temple, and do thou then seek Jesus in the temple of God. Seek him in the church, and seek him among the masters who are in the temple. For if thou wilt so seek him, thou shalt find him. They found him not among his kinsfolk, for human relations could not comprehend the Son of God. Not among his acquaintance, for he passes far beyond all human knowledge and understanding. 
Where then do they find him? In the temple. If at any time thou seek the Son of God, seek him first in the temple. Thither go up, and verily shalt thou find Christ the Word and the Wisdom, i.e. the Son of God. Ambrose. After three days he is found in the temple, that it might be for a sign, that after three days of victorious suffering, he who was believed to be dead should rise again, and manifest himself to our faith, seated in heaven with divine glory. Gloss. Or because the advent of Christ, which was looked for by the patriarchs before the law, was not found, nor again that which was sought for by prophets and just men under the law, but that alone is found which is sought for by Gentiles under grace. Origin. Because, moreover, he was the Son of God, he is found in the midst of the doctors, enlightening and instructing them. But because he was a little child, he is found among them, not teaching, but asking questions. As it is said, sitting in the midst of the doctors, hearing them, and asking them questions. And this he did as a duty of reverence, that he might set an example of the proper behavior of children. Though they be wise and learned, rather to hear their masters than teach them, and not to vaunt themselves with empty boasting. But he asked not that he might learn, but that asking he might instruct. For from the same source of learning is derived both the power of asking and answering wisely. As it follows, all who heard him were astonished at his wisdom. Bede, to show that he was a man, he humbly listened to the masters. But to prove that he was God, he divinely answered those who spake. Greek Expositor. He answers questions with reason. He listens with wisdom and answers with more wisdom, so as to cause astonishment, as it follows, and they who saw it were astonished. Chrysostom. The Lord truly did no miracle in his childhood. Yet this one fact St. Luke mentions, which made men look with wonder upon him. Bede. For from his tongue there went forth divine wisdom, while his age exhibited man's helplessness. And hence the Jews, amid the high things they hear and the lowly things they see, are perplexed with doubts and astonishment. But we can in no wise wonder, knowing the words of the prophet, that thus unto us a child is born, that he abideth the mighty God. Greek Expositor. But the ever-wonderful mother of God, moved by a mother's feelings, as it were with weeping, makes her mournful inquiry, in everything like a mother, with confidence, humility, and affection. As it follows, and his mother said unto him, Son, what hast thou done? Origen, the holy virgin knew that he was not the son of Joseph, and yet calls her husband his father, according to the belief of the Jews, who thought that he was conceived in the common way. Now to speak generally, we may say that the Holy Spirit honored Joseph by the name of father, because he brought up the child Jesus, but more technically, that it might not seem superfluous in St. Luke, bringing down the genealogy from David to Joseph. But why sought they him sorrowing? Was it that he might have perished or been lost? It could not be. For what should cause them to dread the loss of him whom they knew to be the Lord? But as whenever you read the scriptures, you search out their meaning with pains, not that you suppose them to have erred or to contain anything incorrect, but that the truth which they have inherent in them you are anxious to find out. 
So they sought Jesus, lest perchance leaving them he should have returned to heaven, thither to descend when he would. He then who seeks Jesus must go about it not carelessly and idly, as many seek him who never find him, but with labor and sorrow. Gloss. Or they feared lest Herod who sought him in his infancy, now that he was advanced to boyhood, might find an opportunity of putting him to death. Greek Expositor. But the Lord himself sets everything at rest, and correcting, as it were, her saying concerning him who was his reputed father, manifests his true father, teaching us not to walk on the ground, but to raise ourselves on high, as it follows, and he says unto them, What is it that you ask of me? Bede. He blames them not that they seek him as their son, but compels them to raise the eyes of their mind to what was rather due to him whose eternal son he was. Hence it follows, knew ye not, etc. Ambrose, there are two generations in Christ, one from his father, the other from his mother. The father's more divine, the mother's that which has come down for our use and advantage. Cyril, he says this, then, by way of showing that he surpasses all human standards, and hinting that the Holy Virgin was made the handmaid of the work in bringing his flesh unto the world but that he himself was by nature and in truth God, and the Son of the Father Most High. Now from this let the followers of Valentinius, hearing that the temple was of God, be ashamed to say that the Creator and the God of the law and of the temple is not also the Father of Christ. Epiphanes Let Ebion know that at twelve years old, not thirty, Christ is found the astonishment of all men, wonderful and mighty in the words of grace. We cannot therefore say that after that the Spirit came to him in baptism, he was made the Christ, that is, anointed with divinity, but from his very childhood he acknowledged both the temple and his father. Greek Expositor This is the first demonstration of the wisdom and power of the child Jesus, for as to what are called the acts of his childhood, we cannot but suppose them to be the work not only of a childish but even of a devilish mind and perverse will, attempting to revile those things which are contained in the gospel and the sacred prophecies. But should one desire to receive only such things as are generally believed and are not contrary to our other declarations, but accord also with the words of prophecy, let it suffice that Jesus was distinguished in form above the sons of men, obedient to his mother, gentle in disposition, in appearance full of grace and dignity, eloquent in words, kind and thoughtful of the wants of others, known among all for a power and energy, as of one who was filled with all wisdom, and as in other things, so also in all human conversation, though above man, himself the rule and measure, but that which most distinguished him was his meekness, and that a razor had never come upon his head, nor any human hand except his mother's. But from these words we may derive a lesson. For when the Lord reproves Mary, seeking him among his relations, he most aptly points to the giving up of all fleshly ties, showing that it is not for him to attain the goal of perfection, who is still encompassed by and walks among the things of the body, and that men fall from perfection through love of their relations. 
speed. It follows, and they understood him not, that is, the word which he spake to them of his divinity, origin. Or they knew not whether when he said about my father's business, he referred to the temple or something higher and more edifying. For every one of us who doeth good is the seat of God the Father. But whoso is the seat of God the Father has Christ in the midst of him. End of chapter 2, verses 39 through 50.